Remember, I might have told you this story. When you get older, you just repeat your stories over and over and over again. That's when it's time to sack your pastor and get a younger version. Uh, but I was talking to this Muslim lady um, just about Jesus. I got talking to her about faith. Uh, and I said, you know, our God, because uh, they, they won't accept Jesus as, uh, as being God. I said, our God came to our world, came in human form. And her response was, God would never humiliate himself like that. Well, that's the wonder of the gospel, isn't it? That's the wonder. Could I just be slightly louder, please? Thank you. That's just the wonder of the gospel. That our God became man, became what we are. And the wonder of it is, he came at the lowest level of manhood, born to a trades family, a carpentry, an ugly trade full of backward people who nobody liked. Uh, seriously. Right, okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if there's any carpenters here, hard luck. Uh, right, okay. Look, this is what 2 Corinthians says. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty we might become rich. What a wonderful thing for God to do. To do an exchange to transfer to us his grace. Why did he do it? Why would God humiliate himself? And what humiliation to be born the way we, we remember, and it really wasn't as nice as any of these pictures demonstrate. Why, Matthew tells us, and I think, uh, who read for us? It was Morag, wasn't it? Jo uh, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus, because he will... Save his people from their sins. So, it was his, his father who probably named Jesus, okay? But, you know, in, in Jewish times, either father or mother could name them. I know when we give names, I mean, I mean why do you think you were called Jerry? Jerry? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Well, what we, yeah. Okay, well, forget you. It's not going to work, is it? Hey, some normal people. Is there a normal person in the house? Uh, Jeff. Why did they call you Jeff? Free. <laughs> just because they did. Yeah. There's no real significance in it. There's no significance in my name. Although, I'll have you know, it's got a really special meaning. You can ask me about that later. Uh, in Old Testament times, in Jewish times, names always had a significance. Look, Jacob and Esau. I think I've got a text coming up. Jacob and Esau. They were named, well, they were named because the names meant something. Jacob, because he was, Esau because he's hairy. Uh, sorry, have I got another slide, Ricky? Esau because he's hairy. There we go. Uh, and Jacob because... I don't know, if, if you call your kid Jacob, I don't know if you're aware you're doing this, what are you saying about their character? Yeah, grasping to power. Yeah, it's not the nicest name you could name your child, but if you're a Jacob, please don't be offended. So names had a significance. Jesus' name had a significance. Does anybody know what it is? Yeah. Okay, look, Jesus, pardon? Yeah, yes. That's, that's the meaning behind it? Yes. Yes, it's that. I was thinking of something completely different. Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was thinking, yeah, it's that. I was thinking, so look, 
Jesus is, okay, is, okay the, the, the Greek hasn't come out very well there, is Jesus uh, in Greek, okay, I'll pick up Greek and Hebrew right here, Jesus in Greek, okay, it's Yeshua in Hebrew. What name is that? Who, who has that name? It's the name that, that comes to us as Joshua. Jesus' Hebrew name, or the meaning of his name in Hebrew, is Joshua. There's two, at least two significant Joshuas in the, in the Old, Old Testament. There's Joshua who succeeded Moses, and Joshua who was high priest, both of whom point to Jesus. Why? The high priest, obviously, because Jesus is our high priest, offers sacrifices on our behalf, and Joshua, Moses' his successor, because who took the people into the promised land? Joshua, Jesus, he saves. So his name's significance doesn't come to us in the Greek, Jesus, because he's got no relevance to anything. You have to think of it in his Hebrew meaning. It's the name from Joshua. It means, there's two variations of it. There's a shorter variation, just means uh, Yahweh saves. By the way, look, just so you know, the name of God has come to us. It's very difficult to pronounce, pronounce but it's come to us as Yahweh. Joshua, Joshua, uh, Jehovah is a derivative of it. It's a later derivative of it. The original, the, the closest anyone can get to it, and no one knows how to pronounce it, is, is Yahweh. So Joshua means Yahweh saves, or the longer version of it is Yahweh is salvation. Okay? I want you to think of Jesus as salvation. And here's the verse that goes with it. It's in Psalm 130. He, Yahweh, okay, himself, he himself will redeem Israel from their sins. So when Matthew writes those, these words, he's, can anyone remember Matthew's original congregation? Uh, 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 genetically, not genetically, uh, ethnically. What was his? So each of the gospel writers had different audiences. It was the Jewish people, okay? He's writing to a Jewish audience. They know the psalm, okay? Yahweh will redeem his people. And then he writes, what, what does he write about? Uh, there's a psalm. What does he write about Jesus? Can you see what he's doing? What is Matthew doing with Jesus to the Jew? What's he saying about him? Yeah, as a Messiah. And even more than that, he's presenting him as who? If Yahweh, will if, if Yahweh himself will redeem his people from their sins. Um, so was that a name that was yes, that was a common name. It was a common name. It was. Uh, but we're saying generally, that generally the names were given because it was relevant to the person. Uh, obviously that, that watered down as the years went on. And you just started naming them after Joshua because he was famous Joshua. But in Jesus' case, it's going back to his original purpose. It's for a purpose. And the point of this is, if it's Yahweh, God who's redeeming Israel, and now you're to call him Jesus because he will redeem Israel, because saying he's the Messiah, he's saying something even more contentious. He is Yahweh. This is your God. And that's the message of Christmas, friends. We know it so well, and I've nearly finished now. I've almost finished. You know it so well, but that is at the heart of what Christmas is about. It's our God coming to our world. We have to stop thinking of Jesus in any second-class sense. 
We have to stop thinking of him in anything less than God. He is God. He is the one who created you. When Genesis says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, what does Colossians tell us about where Jesus was in that? All things were made through him and by him, which means he was the one who made everything. And so as we go forward into the new year, as we think about Christmas this year, can I encourage you as I encourage myself that we relate and everything we know now know about God is in Jesus. And if we only relate to God as God, that's less than Christian. Can you see what I'm saying here? He's not God. That's an alien, distant, aloof form of how God related to his people in the Old Testament when he was alien and aloof. He's now drawn near and revealed himself and has shown us that he is Jesus in the flesh, which means we now relate to God through Jesus. I know you know that, but what that means is my terminology must adapt. Can you see? We've come here together this morning to worship Jesus. We're going to come next Sunday to worship Jesus. It's why our titles, what are we? We are Jesus ends or Christ ends. We are Christians. And so let's just get that right in our understanding in our relationship. We are relating to Jesus. He is God manifest to us. He is the ultimate Hebrews 1. In, in the past, God spoke, spoke to us through our forefathers, through prophets and holy men, but in these last days, He's spoken to us through His Son, who is the perfect image of the invisible God. We relate to Him. We talk about Him. We love Him. We sing about Him. We shout about Him. The name that has to be on the lips of every Christian is Jesus teach it to your kids. Don't tell them about God as some distant figure. Tell them about Jesus as the revelation of God. The name that's got to come off your kids' lips, of your own lips, of every card, of every image, of everything is Jesus. Because he saves us from our sins. God saves us from our sins. Amen. We'll have the video and then we'll sing a carol to finish. It should just start, hopefully. Thank you.